0: For those of you that have been here the last several weeks, you know that we've been all about heroes, not necessarily the uh, stories that you might see on the big screen down at the movie theater, but uh, kids, just to bring you up to speed, we've been talking about heroes in the Bible and characters, uh, people that that God has used uh, in the Bible and uh, how we can be heroes because those folks were just regular ordinary folks but God used them in extraordinary ways. Uh, as we get started today I want to tell you a little story. There was a um, a, a traveler who was uh, driving through a remote part of the country and his car broke down and uh, as he walked trying to find some help late one night uh, his car's broken down he found this monastery this old monastery up on a hill and he, so he walked up there and he knocked on the old door and and the monks there at the monastery graciously invited him in and said that he could spend the night and they even went down and got his car and brought it in and some of them knew how to fix it and by morning he'd had a good night's sleep and uh, his car was fixed. But in the middle of the night, during the middle of the night he was awakened by this very mysterious and yet beautiful sound and he had no idea what it was or where it came from so in the morning he asked the monks well what was that, what is the source of that beautiful sound? And they said, well, we can't, we can't tell you because you're not a monk. Man was disappointed, but he thanked them for their hospitality and for fixing his car. And so he went on his way. Some years later, the same traveler, uh, found himself in that same general area of the country. And so he decided to stop in and pay the monks a visit and see if they, uh, remembered him. And, and while he was there, he heard this strange, mysterious, beautiful sound again. And, and and he asked, "Well, what? Why can't you tell? You just tell me. What is the source of the sound?" And they said, "Well, we we can't tell you. You're not a monk." And he said, "Well, well, I'm just dying to know. It's just so. I, I just. How do I become a monk?" He says. Well, they explained. Well, first you must travel the earth and learn to speak the language of every tribe and culture. And then you must do hundreds of kind deeds for, for men, women, and children in the, in the world. And then you must climb to the top of the highest mountain and count the stars in the heavens. And after you have done all this, return to us. The man said, well, I believe I will. And he left. The monks didn't think that that was going to happen. But many years later, they were surprised that this man was on their doorstep and uh, uh, just, uh, you know, much older and, and haggard and long beard and all these, but he showed up and he says, I've traveled the earth and I've learned hundreds and hundreds of languages and, and I've performed kind deeds for thousands of people and I almost froze to death up on Mount Everest as I counted millions of stars. Now tell me, what is the origin of that mysterious, beautiful sound? And the monks were amazed and they said, congratulations, and they led the man down into the cellar in front of a heavy wooden door where one of the monks told him, the origin of that sound is behind this door. And the man tried to open the door, but the door was locked. And he said, well, how do I open it? And they said, well, first you you must memorize the Old Testament, well, the man had come this far. He wasn't about to be uh, uh, shuffled away. And he, so he said, well, can I stay here? And is my old room available. And he stayed. And, and uh, a few months later, he, he had memorized the Old Testament. And so uh, he, he uh, let them know that. And, and, uh, and, and they brought him an, an old key. And they went down to that door. And he opened that door. And there was another door made of brass. And it was locked and he was like come on And they said well to open this door You must memorize the New Testament And he said well I wondered If maybe you were thinking that And I'd already gotten started on it But anyway he so he he went back to his room And a couple months later he'd memorized the New Testament And, and, and he he uh, he told them And they gave him a brass key And so he opened the, 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 the wooden door And then he opened the brass door And behind the brass door was a golden door And they said this is the last door But to get behind that door and to see the the source of this mysterious, beautiful sound. You must spend one year in the dungeon with just bread and water to, to, to eat and drink. And the man endured his year in the dungeon and emaciated and weary, he was once again... <laughs> Once again, uh, taken to this the source of this sound and he unlocked the wooden door and he unlocked the brass door and then the monks gave him the key to the golden door and his, his hands are trembling and he unlocked the door and he turned the knob and he opened it and behind it lay the source of that mysterious, beautiful sound. And without a doubt, it was worth all of those years of suffering and pain. Do you want to know what it was? I can't tell you, you're not a monk. Sorry. It's kind of frustrating when people withhold information from you, isn't it? You're, you can't Google it either, I'm sorry. It's, we, we want to know what's going on. We don't want to miss out. We want to know what the next step is. We want to know what the goal is. We want to, we want to have the information. It, it, it's, true, uh, in life, it's true in our life, just day to day. It's true in our relationship with God. We question why things happen. We wonder what God is thinking, uh, what the plan is, what, uh, how's it all going to work out, if it's all going to work out. Just tell me, just tell me, God, let me fill me in. And so, in this in this series of of heroes, uh, we we've come to the next uh, story in the Bible that we're going to look at. This this uh, a, a man uh, by the name of Joseph. Now this isn't like Mary and Joseph and baby Jesus Joseph. This is Joseph in the Old Testament and uh, and 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 we're going to f- figure out a little bit about his life and 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 uh and and the difficulties that he that he struggled with Before we do that as we go through this uh, Through this sermon series And well really with any sermon I guess The danger might be for us to be inspired by these stories uh, Maybe we agree with the principles Maybe we, oh that's a nice story uh, that, That's great and, and I'm a little inspired But then we walk out the door and we leave here And we're just kind of the same Living the same that we've always lived But I think it's important uh, to note that, that That as we talk about these These superheroes Another another name we could call them would be, and we tend to call superheroes, we call them action heroes, right? And uh, that's the point, these superheroes took action. They didn't just sit back, they just, oh, that's a nice story. They actually stepped out and, and did things. A- and they were they were engaging in the life that God had for them. So I'm not here preaching uh, every week so that you'll agree with me, uh, or that you'll meet me at the door and say, good sermon, Pastor. I mean, you can say that's fine, that's good, it's better than bad sermon pastor, I guess, but, um, I, I, but I'm not preaching so that you'll agree with me, I'm preaching so that you'll take action and, and do it. Uh, there was a, a pastor that came to a church and, and he preached a sermon and everybody thought that was great and then the, the next Sunday he, he preached the exact same sermon and uh, everybody thought... What's going on here? And then the third Sunday, he preached the exact same sermon. And the elders came up to him afterwards, the church board, and they said, what's going on? And he said, well, uh, you know, I'm preaching the sermon. Once you guys start doing that, then we'll move on to the next one, right? Right. Um, I won't be doing that necessarily, but I, I hope that you'll see that, that being a superhero for God is, is, is being an action, there's action, you've got to be involved. So today's hero could have been very frustrated uh, with, with God's plan for his life. Um, the, a lot of things happened along the way in Joseph's story, and, um, uh, and, and yet we find out through this that, that, that heroes don't give up on the dreams that God has for them. Uh, his name is Joseph. It's in Genesis. Uh, it spans many uh, chapters, starting in Genesis 37. Uh, look it up. That's great. But things looked overwhelming, came, been, went from bad. To worse, go back to the beginning of that story. It was Joseph's dreams that caused his uh, his family to get jealous, and his brothers treated him badly. He was sold as a slave, wrongly accused of his ma- by his master's wife, put in prison, then forgotten in prison for a, for a little while uh, by one of his friends, and then finally God brought things around and. and Fulfilled his dreams for Joseph uh, But it took a long time And so one big thing that, Joseph, that Joseph's story tells us Is that dreams are conceived long before they are achieved Dreams are conceived long before they are achieved And that process in between there can be full of doubts And questions and, and changes and surprises And many times we ask, should I give up or should I go on? So if God has given you a dream, if he has promised you something, if you're living in the center of his will, then a couple of things for, for you this morning. Uh, the first one is don't give up on God's dreams even if you face opposition. Joseph's life was full of opposition When he told his family about his dreams They, they got angry His father didn't like it His brothers sold him into slavery I mean there's some opposition there uh, it, It's hard to, uh, to, to follow after the God dreams of our lives When we face opposition and skepticism and even doubt when, when God speaks to our soul Many times it goes against logic or common sense It's difficult to explain the dreams to others Sometimes we, we can't even explain it to ourselves, we, we, just, we just know that this is what God wants. So it, it's very difficult to hold on to our dreams when those closest to us want us to release those dreams. Uh, author and speaker Max, John Maxwell says, when your dream comes from God, the dream holds you when you are unable to hold it. It's, it's difficult because many of us operate under the guidance of open doors, right? Certainly God can, can work out our circumstances and, 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 uh, the, the, the things that, that couldn't work out any other way and so God uh, directs our steps by what's possible right and so we walk through open doors but but I've told you many times and I'll underline it again here today just because something is possible does not necessarily mean or guarantee that it's God's will uh, just because it's easy doesn't mean that it's God's will and and just because something looks impossible uh, it, it doesn't mean it's not God's will if God has planted a dream in you then it will come about even if it seems impossible so don't don't give up even in the face of opposition. Uh, also, don't give up on God's dreams even if your journey is full of surprises. Uh, it might not be outright opposition, but, but, but there are bound to be surprises along the way. Joseph's life was, was full of surprises, most of them negative. Uh, but, but he didn't give up because uh, of his relationship with God. Several times we read in this story, uh, in, in Genesis, if you, if you read through that, uh, especially in Genesis chapter 39, it it says a couple of different places. The Lord was with Joseph and gave him success. So here's, here's a big truth that we tend to forget. And maybe if you don't catch anything else, catch this today. Just because God is silent doesn't mean God is absent. Just because God is silent does not mean that God is absent. God was with Joseph at the bottom of that well. He was with him on the long caravan ride to Egypt. He was with him as a servant in Potiphar's house. He was with him in jail. And God was with Joseph as he stood before Pharaoh and interpreted his dreams. It it would have been very easy for Joseph to get angry, to give up on God, to turn his back on the one who seemed to have turned his back back on him and and we do that sometimes we think that that we have things figured out as as far as what needs to happen next and and how this needs to work out and come about and then then Maybe people mess things up, or a situation doesn't work the way we thought it should or the way we thought it would. And uh, I, Joseph had every reason to be angry with his brothers and be angry with Potiphar's wife and be angry with this cupbearer, his friend in jail who, who forgot about him for like two years. And, and, and I guess uh, to be angry at God for leading him down this, this difficult path. God had given him this dream, these dreams of being great, and yet everything kept going down the tubes. Uh, it's one surprise after another, but even in those surprises, God was with him, and that, that seems to have, have made all the difference. I, I, think, I, I think that Joseph realized that God was with him, and, and so he could look at those surprises, even the really negative ones, uh, with God's perspective. And when we get distracted from our dreams, when things aren't going the way that we would, would hope they would, uh, then, then, then it helps to see things from God's perspective. I, I found a list in my files from, from years ago uh, that, that I think applies here today. The, the way we, as, as we're looking at maybe the surprises or the issues, the things that are happening in our lives, I think these things are important to, uh, to, to, to keep in mind. We need to interpret life in light of, first of all, the work, uh, in light of the working plan of God. What is God preparing me for? So there's a plan. I've got to believe that God has a plan. And, and what is that plan? Well, maybe I don't know the whole thing yet, but, but I'm going through this for a reason. And so I'm going to walk through this in light of the working plan of God. I'm also going to go through this in light of the needs of others. And sometimes we need to ask ourselves, well, who will I be able to help? because I've experienced this. And many times God uh, brings us through something, and one benefit of that is that we can help others who are then going through that uh, as well. Uh, We need to interpret life in light of the the, the revelation of God. Uh, What has God already said about this? Well, we're gonna face some trials and and circumstances and difficulties, and we need to look at this in light of the revelation of God. We need to also uh, look at life in light of the timing of God. When, when will it be right to seek release from this? Uh, sometimes I need to walk through this so I can learn things and, and grow and mature, and so I'm going to seek God's timing in that. Uh, we also need to interpret life in light of the provision of God. What has God given me to enable me to make it through this? God has dreams for us, so don't give up uh, if it's not working out the way you think it should, because there's always going to be surprises Don't give up on on God's dreams if there's opposition, if there's surprises. Don't give up on God's dreams because he hasn't given up on those dreams for you. If God has given you a dream, then the fulfillment of that dream isn't up to you. Joseph could never have predicted his own path to success. Uh, okay, uh, I, I had this dream uh, My family's going to bow down to me what, How could I be great like that? Well, uh, maybe if I get to Egypt How can I get to Egypt? Well, a great way to get to Egypt would be if my brothers almost kill me And then sell me into slavery Maybe I can work that out And then uh, once I get there uh, I think a great thing to do would be to make my master's wife mad at me So I can go to jail That would be a wonderful next step You can't, I mean, you can't make this stuff up I mean, Truth is stranger than fiction Joseph could never have foreseen how this was all going to play out Because it wasn't up to him He just needed to be faithful wherever God put him The fulfillment of Joseph's dreams wasn't up to anybody else either Uh, His future wasn't in his brother's hands, his future wasn't in Potiphar's hands, his future wasn't in the jailer's hands, it wasn't even in Pharaoh's hands. Uh, I want us to picture that day when when Pharaoh had his dreams and he needed an interpreter and and the cupbearer finally remembers, oh yeah, there was this guy in jail, He, he... saw my dream and maybe he can maybe he can do yours so one minute Joseph is is in the dungeon and the next minute he's getting cleaned up and he's getting shaved and he puts on a new suit and 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 he's ushered into the room with with Pharaoh the guy that has all the power to change his circumstances and so we're we're watching this story play out and we're saying don't mess this up Joseph this guy can can make things happen for you Genesis 41, beginning in verse 14, it it played out this way. So Pharaoh sent for Joseph. He was quickly brought from the dungeon. And when he had shaved and changed his clothes, he came before Pharaoh. Pharaoh said to Joseph, I had a dream and no one can interpret it. But I have heard it said of you that when you hear a dream, you can interpret it. So, okay, here's the the big moment. Joseph says, I can't do it. (laughs) But God will give Pharaoh the answer he desires. And, and I'm sitting there going, wait, what? Okay, Joseph, um, uh, you got this room filled with, with advisors to the king, and they're all probably cringing because this is Joseph's big shot because you don't talk to Pharaoh like that. When he's asking for your help, you don't say, no, you know what, I'm not really your guy probably, I can't do it. I, I mean, make something up, Joseph, do something here. This, this guy has your future in his hands. Hey, you certainly don't say to the guy that thinks he's a god, you don't talk about God <laughs> to the guy that thinks he's God. I mean, you just spent, Joseph just spent the last 13 years as a slave and as as a prisoner. It looks like your God, Joseph, doesn't have a great track record here. He's he's not helping you much. Uh, Mr. Cupbearer is probably backing into the the corner because he recommended that Joseph come and Joseph says, I can't do it. This is not how Joseph should have handled this opportunity unless he was absolutely confident that God was with him. Here's the thing, Joseph never once believed that his future was in the hands of Pharaoh. His future wasn't in Pharaoh's hands It was in God's hands And God was with him God had given him the dreams uh, and, and so God was going to work things out and So Joseph didn't have to think about the what ifs He didn't have to think Well what if they don't, what if they don't like what I say Or what if I mess this up Or, or what if they don't like me Or, or what if, what if, what if uh, They didn't control Joseph's destiny uh, Joseph simply operated out of his firm Unshakable certainty that God was with him Don't give up ...on those dreams that God has given you... ...because God hasn't given up on those dreams. one more thing, I guess. Uh, Don't give up on God's dreams, even if it takes a while. Joseph was 17 when he was uh, betrayed by his brothers. He was 30 when he took charge in Egypt. It was another 10 years before his family came to him. So 23 years after Joseph had his dream, it was fulfilled... Not exactly a quick turnaround. Usually if I pray about something that's not happening by the next day or two, I'm, I'm you know, shaking my fist and saying, God, where ya?" you at? Right? 23 years. Um, I think most all of you know that I took up running a few years ago. You probably also know, many of you have asked me today, you know that I ran the Akron Marathon yesterday. You're probably worried I'm going to pass out as I'm pacing back and forth up here. I am too. Um... I don't, I don't want to use this as self-promotion in any way, but if you know a preacher uh, at all, you know that we're always looking for sermon illustrations and everything is a sermon illustration. And so indulge me for just a minute. Uh, Crossing the finish line yesterday in Canal Park Stadium was a pretty cool moment. I, I mean, it was, it was really cool. It was great. I finished. It's good. That moment was only possible because of nine months of training, over 1,200 miles of running. Some of those miles were over ice and snow. Some of those miles were in the wind and rain. Some of them were in the blazing heat of summer. Uh, Some of the hardest miles were on the boring treadmill in my basement. Um... Sometimes those runs finished with uh, euphoric feelings of a faster pace And boy, that was easy and that was great and it felt good today And other, some, some of those other runs ended uh, hunched over the toilet bowl in the bathroom um, uh, Even along the race yesterday it was uh, you know, some, of the, uh, some of that was, uh, was, I was feeling real good And woo, yes, going better than expected And then there's hills and that you know they're not supposed to allow, not allowed to have that in these races. I didn't think, but alas, they do that. And then there's the time when I find myself all cramped up, laying on the side of the road. You know the people that that you're going, oh man, well they're you know they're in a world of hurt, and I'm going, wow, I'm I'm in a world of hurt. What's the deal? Uh, it, it it it's 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 not finishing that race wasn't just about the final moment. It's the marathon journey leading up to the final moment. And and if running has taught me anything uh, over the last five years or so, it's taught me one big thing that has spilled over into all of my life, and that is perseverance. Pushing through when you don't think you can push through. Uh, not, Not just in running, but in life, I can probably take one more step. And after I take that step, I can probably take another step. And it might be hard, and I might not think I can do it, but I can probably take another step. And there's perseverance. Through good times, through bad times, through highs, through lows, through pleasant times, through pain, I can press on. There's a great verse in Galatians chapter six, verse nine that I, I think we'd do well to cling to, uh, in, in difficult times. And I know I don't want to belittle anyone's, uh, uh, difficult circumstances by relating it to a stupid race. But, but Galatians six, nine is something you can cling to. It says, let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Twenty-three years, Joseph was clinging to the dreams that God had given him in his little tent. Twenty-three years, he was taking the next step, and sometimes those steps, uh, he could see the favor of God, and 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 God was was uh, was showing up, and that okay, well maybe I'm on track. And then other times, things seemed like the bottom fell out, and 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 yet he's still clinging to these things, and he may have become weary in doing good, but he didn't stop doing good. He's a true example of what can happen when we don't give up on the dreams that God has planted in our hearts. There might be opposition, there might be surprises, and maybe it'll take a whole lot longer than you thought. But God hasn't given up on the dreams he's planted in your heart. And and you shouldn't either. Dreams are conceived long before they are achieved. And I don't, I don't know what those dreams are. I don't know what those goals are. I don't know what the, the, the ache of your heart is today. But I guess this is, a, this is a, a message of encouragement to say take the next step. Hang in there and bolster your faith because God hasn't given up and he can be trusted and he can be depended on. Will you stand with me? Let's bow together. Father God, I just pray for your encouragement today the story of joseph is one of great uh, great encouragement for us because we know the the outcome we look back and we see how uh, how everything all worked out and that was great lord when we're in the middle of the middle of the journey sometimes it's hard to see the outcome and we can get sidetracked and we can get derailed and and we can we can lose faith so, Lord, I, I pray that we can cling to you, that you will help us to, to, to grab hold of what you're giving to us, not, not dreams that we've dreamed up or, or goals that, 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 that we've come up with, but as as we uh, seek after you and your plans and your desires for our lives, Lord, I, I pray that you'll give us that, that faith, that, that, that you are faithful and you will do it, even when it takes a long time, even when there's opposition, even when there are surprises along the way, Lord, help us to know that you haven't given up on us. Lord, I I pray that as we go from here, we would go uh, even if it's even if it's too uh, difficult circumstances, even if it's uh, even if it's like uh, running uphill or walking uphill or, or or barely taking a next step. Lord, I pray that you'll encourage us and help us to take those next steps. That 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 we'll be uh, uh, firmly holding on to the fact. That, that, that you desire great things for our lives. Lord, I, I pray for your encouragement and for your grace. I pray for your blessing in our lives. I pray that we can be an encouragement to each other along the way, that, uh, that, that we would speak uh, truth and hope and life to each other and that, that you would draw us uh, closer and closer to you. I thank you for the opportunity that we have this afternoon to fellowship together. And we pray for your your blessing and anointing on on that time together. And uh, Lord, we thank you for your presence here this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.